This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 27th, 2019. Life Candy, Take 5. So good morning, Connection Church. Yeah. Do we need to do something over here with this so that doesn't happen again? You just don't walk in front of it. Just don't walk in front of it. If you're on. I'm on, but you turned me off. Now, am I on now? Okay, good. Oh, here we go. Good morning. And thanks for being here as we finish our series, Life Candy. Today, we're going to be considering the candy bar known as? Take five. Take five. Very good. Good morning, Connection Church. It is so awesome to see you here this morning. And it's just like our Green Street, like this is empty and you're all back there. <laughs> oh yep. my gosh, you know what? Things in the new change. church, we're putting all this stuff up front so that you can't sit way in the back. Actually, it's going to be like an escalator. The seats are going to roll. <laughs> That's the plan. We are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes. Mm. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. It's a great day where we get to come here and worship you and be together as a body of Christ called Connection Church. We're just grateful. Settle us in that we might be changed and transformed by your love. We pray this in your holy name. Everybody agreed and said. Amen. Amen. By the way, I'm Alan Jones. Oh, yeah, sorry. I no, already thought I said I was... you didn't say who you were yet. Carrie. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jones. So, kids... Who doesn't have a whiteboard? If you don't, put your hand up, please. Looks like they've got no, look, we didn't, And we didn't age the kids, so it could be anybody in here. <laughs> All right, so kids, write your name up in the right-hand corner of your, of your whiteboard. There will be a test. Right-hand corner of your whiteboard. And draw a take five candy bar. They look like this. Notice it's not opened yet. Yeah. Yeah, take five, okay. Take All right, five. take five. It's candy bar. It's made by the Hershey Company. It was first introduced in December 2004. It's a relative newcomer to all the candies we've been talking about in this series. Take five. Say take five. Take five. Awesome. The number refers, as the little commercial said, to the number of ingredients in the bar. Milk, chocolate, peanuts, caramel, my personal favorite, peanut butter, and pretzels. What's not to love? Yeah. Be sure to get yours on the way out. Yeah. yeah, they are really good. We tried them out. Might even take a bite here with this one up here because I'm kind of hungry. All right, so take five, but we also have a special treat for the kids in the room. <laughs> so the kids in the room, you get right now a pack of M&Ms. Don't open them because we have something for you to do with the M&Ms. In fact, we want the parent or the grandparent next to the kids to hold the M&Ms because you're going to dole them out. So kids, put your hands out so the ushers can give We've you We've got a, kids for like that Christmas song. A pack of from M&Ms. One, from two, 2 to 99 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, heck, I'm a kid. So here's the deal. Parents or kids. Hmm. Every time you hear us say the word take five, you get one M&M. Just one. You don't take five. One M&M. Yes. 
When we say take five, you take one. All right, now go ahead and open the pack so I don't hear the opening for the next five minutes. And parents, there's just enough, so don't sneak one. We have just enough for, the, for what we're going to In fact, we had to take one of yeah, the take we had fives to, we out had last night when it. we were yeah, practicing. Yeah, yeah. yeah take right. one when we say take five, okay? All here, right, so here we go. Here we go. Here's take five. Okay. Maybe you've heard that expression before, not in reference to a candy bar, but just, you know, like, take five, like, take it easy to take a short break, hashtag chill out, hashtag relax. The, the five you're taking presumably is like five minutes, although maybe it could be five seconds, or it could be simply counting to five to allow yourself time to kind of get it together. So God really has a sense of humor. I am the last person today who should be giving this message. <laughs> that is the staff laughing right now. Barry's about to roll out of the balcony. <laughs> Give him some M&Ms to make him know I care, you know. All right. I've allowed stress to manifest my tone, my actions, my demeanor. Carrying on the ministry of the church that is very busy and it's 24-7 on top of being a part of managing the move and the pack up and the pods and, and I didn't do it. And on top of managing me 24-7, <laughs> so that's, that's enough right there. And all the new ministries that are launching. I mean, there's a lot of awesome, awesome things going on, but I'm telling you, it's put me over the edge. And God's timing is perfect because this is a reminder for me about taking five because it's only going to amp up as we even move in in a while whenever that is and here's the other thing God planned this message like we do a couple months ahead planning so we knew two or three months ago that it was going to be take five I usually say God's on time with these messages I needed this last week yeah there yeah but anyway yeah. here we go all right so kids, we don't have enough M&Ms for me to say the actual words, so write that on your board. I can't say it because we'll run out of M&Ms, so write that on your board. Okay, we good? All right. So why the need to take five? Now you can have an M&M. Why the need to do that? Well, there are times when for one reason or another, we're just a little too quick to react, right? A little too quick to speak, a little quick to make a decision, and all too often when that happens, we wish we hadn't reacted, hadn't spoken, hadn't decided too quickly. You know, all too often, haste makes waste, as they say, especially if we're not on top of our game, if we're less than our best, if we're maybe not running all cylinders, maybe if we're stressed to the max. Yeah, there's a passage in the book of James that's in the second half of the Bible, and it's appropriate for what we're talking about this morning. We shared last week that James is in the New Testament, and James was the brother of Jesus. He's a man of action, a man of action, and he makes it really clear throughout his letter that what we do speaks much louder than words, what we say. So, that being said, in this particular passage, James focuses on what we do say and the importance of monitoring it closely. All right, kids, get your little pen out. 
We want you to draw an ear and a mouth. An ear and a mouth. And while they you know draw what? That, Actually, draw two ears. Oh, that's two good. ears and a mouth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Make and while they are drawing that, check this scripture out. Yeah. Here we go. James one nineteen through twenty seven. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all human filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in, which, in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Say that. Do what it says. Yeah. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and, after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves. And their religion is worthless. That's pretty harsh, isn't it? Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Mm. Wow. Okay. Quick to listen, slow to speak. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Kids. Put a circle around the two ears. You notice it's two ears, one mouth, right? Two ears, one mouth. Think about the ratio of what that is. Listen twice as much as we speak. Quick to listen, slow to speak. Put a circle around those ears. They're so important. Slow to become angry. Take five. Do I hear rattling? Okay. Because when we speak too quickly, especially when we're angry, what we say is generally not godly, not God-centered, and not God-invoked. Get rid of what is immoral to you, James says, and humbly accept the word God has planted in you. Humbly, humbly, acting or speaking in a way that shows or suggests a modest or low estimate of one's own self-importance. In other words, it's not about me. Say it with me, would you? It's not about me. Yeah, it's not about me. That's what it means to humbly accept the word that God has planted inside of us. And so James shares, and remember he's a man of action, that if we listen to the word but don't do what it tells us, it's like the person who looks in a mirror but forgets the image as soon as he or she walks away. The person who hears the word and does it will be blessed by what they do. Blessed. Blessed. I love that word. We kind of throw it around a bit, but it's uh, God's favor, God's protection set apart by God. Mm. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger means keeping a tight rein on the tongue. Yeah, tight rein on the tongue, according to James. Take five. Take five. What we say is like, it's like, it's like, 
toothpaste. Let me give you a little demo here. Can we have, I forgot to tell you, Barry, a light up here while he does this. All right, so I've I'll got a plate, it. tube of okay. toothpaste, right? Now watch what happens. Oh, man, I didn't mean to do that. Let me get it back in the tube. <laughs> Doesn't work, does it? I can't get it back in the tube, can I? No matter how much I want, no matter how much I wish I hadn't squirted it out on the plate, it's out, it's not going back in once it's out there. Just like when we say things, once they're out of our mouth, we can say we're sorry, we can say I didn't mean it, but we can't retract them, can we? We can't take them back any more than we can put the toothpaste back in the tube. Yep. James has more to say that about that a couple chapters later in chapter 3. Kids, write this on your pads there. Write James 3, dot, dot, 3 through 6. All right, because that's what we're going to read right now, the next scripture. So there's James Up 3, the top there. 3 to 6. You can listen while you're writing, too. When we put bits into the mouths of horses and make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they're so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest fire is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire. A world of evil, I don't like that thought, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. And so little things can make a huge difference. A small bit in the, horse, in the mouth of a horse, that's how you change direction. That's how you control the horse. A small rudder on a huge ship changes the direction of that ship. And a small spark sets a forest. I remember when I was kids, we were playing by the creek, just snapping out matches, and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, thank goodness we put it out quickly because it could have set the whole creek bank on fire in that dry brush that was there. A tongue is a small part of the body, yet it can cause huge damage to, by what's being said, just like a small spark can create a huge fire. And so there are times when we are more susceptible, more vulnerable, more likely to have a slip of the tongue than others. Times when we need to be more tuned into when we need to take five. <laughs> Times when, well, we're not really ourselves. So there's, there's an acronym that addresses this. Some of you might be familiar with this acronym. It's HALT, H-A-L-T. The acronym stands for Hungry, say it with me, hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Mm. So here is kind of an artwork thing for you guys, kiddos, to do. Draw a picture of maybe when you're hungry or maybe when you're angry or lonely or tired. So draw that on your board. Okay, hungry. And you know there's different kinds of hunger. Physical hunger, we're, we're all grateful for those in our food ministry at Connection Church and also the daily bread here in town. 
to helping in the community, helping feed those who are hungry. But hunger also, there's others like emotion, hunger, emotional needs. There's a hunger for attention. There's hunger for comfort, for understanding, for companionship, all kinds of hunger. When we experience hunger of any type, we may need to take five with our words and our actions. We may need to be cautious. So H can also stand for hurting. There's an expression, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Hurt people, hurt people. And it's, it's really true. And when we're hungry or hurting or angry or lonely or tired, we are much like more susceptible to hurting others, to lashing out, saying things that we really don't mean and saying something that is not really very helpful in the big scheme of things. And the bottom line is saying something that isn't really God-pleasing. We've all been there. We've all done this. And um, I'm so thankful for the book of James and God's Word that gives us some direction on this and some, some ways that we can hold on and be different because of the word of God and mm. God's direction. So HALT, H-A-L-T, when we're hungry or hurting, angry, lonely, tired. I th we think we could add another letter to that, though, and that letter is for S, and that stands for stressed, like Carrie was talking about earlier, stressed. You know, when you've uh, given everything you've got, when yet there's still a more expected out of you, either by yourself especially or by others. Pressure, physical pressure, emotional, relational, psychological pressure, stress, drains us. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. Stress drains us. Just this past week, some of us were there packing at the church and packing the pods up and all kinds of boxes and stuff, and I was getting a little tired, feeling a little stressed. There's that tired in there. And so I spoke more sharply than I should have to someone. I recognized it, thank goodness, and apologized right away. But you know what? Just like the toothpaste, it was out there. They were very graceful and they, you know, accepted the apology, but that didn't change the fact that I said something that was less than honoring to this other person, and I shouldn't have, you know. I should have taken five. Yeah, I should have taken five before those words left well, my mouth. Well, don't say mouth. that again. Don't repeat yourself I'm not, on that. I'm sure before they left my mouth, and you know, just like we're all in, the, in, this, um, in this huge classroom, I'm still learning, just like we all are. Yep. And so, if we add S, stressed, then we get shout. S-H-A-L-T. Sounds like a biblical word. Shout. Stressed, hungry, or hurting, angry, lonely, tired. Thou shalt take five. Yeah, there you go. That's when the any new, of these uh, things new are commandment, right? That's the new commandment. Thou shalt. I can't say oh, it because there's not it. enough yeah. MMs, but yeah. All right, so what we're really talking about with this H-A-L-T are triggers. Triggers, those things that are situations, um, words, actions. We get pushed to a place where we need to dig deep and like have a little talk to ourselves and with God. And triggers can be internal like stress and anxiety and anger and sadness. And there, there's a whole list of those feeling out of control and they can be external, physical illness and feeling judged in certain places where we go. And they bring back all kinds of thoughts and memories, triggers. So 
I was um, attending my small group on Friday, big plug for small groups. I would die on the vine without my small group, really. I, it feeds me, it helps me um, stay level and focused. And so we were t discussing a little bit about my world and I was saying, I said things that I didn't want to say and do, did things that I didn't want to do and everybody else was feeling the, kind of the same way, they understood, and one of the ladies, referenced a book that Bonnie, Bonnie Sieben, our director of Youth and Families, suggested called Triggers. And um, the quote from the book, I'm going to read, we're going to read, but I just want you to know that there is a Facebook group um, that is geared for parents of children and youth, and it has lots of helpful things. They post on every week and if you want to be a part of that group, just check in with Bonnie or Laura, and they'll tell you how to do that. So here's the quote from the book. When your children were young, you spoke words of life into their little beings. They cooed, and you cooed back. You whispered blessing over them, and they slept and, and, and told the, you are so, when you said, you told them, you are so big, when they were so little. <laughs> You had no intention of, uh, of berating your babies. <laughs> but then it changed. You know. Within a few short years, your toddler proved defiant, difficult, demanding. Three Ds, defiant, difficult, and demanding, as is their job at age two. Since the start of those terrible twos, a battle of words began between you and them, amongst siblings in the back seats and teenagers with back talk. Eventually, their constant battering sets you off faster than anything else. It's your trigger. Kaboom! And so you bring out the big guns and end the squirmish with a few choice words because your voice is the loudest. <laughs> All right, parents, listen up. However. <laughs> However. <laughs> when we exchange angry words for angry words, nasty face for nasty face, slamming door for slamming door, and tear them down with our words. We've hijacked a teachable moment. Wow, wow, ouch. Can we all say ouch? <laughs> ouch, yeah, yep, yep. That was written about parenting that go, can go for all of us in all of our relationships, can it? Yeah. Kids and adults, everybody here, let's read this together. Joy, Joy is found, found in giving, giving the, right the right answer. answer. And, and how good is a word spoken at the, the right, right time. time. Proverbs fifteen twenty three from the Bible the kids use the NIRV. Yeah, yeah. And so before you react, it's important to take five. Consider the right response to Take time to talk with God, but more importantly, take time to listen to God. Remember, two ears, one mouth. Seek direction for whatever it is that's causing you to be acting or reacting, speaking in a way, well, that isn't your best look. Yeah? It's not your best look, which isn't pleasing to the Lord. Be aware of your triggers. Ways to cope are taking deep breaths, going out and getting some fresh air, walking away, 
exercising, journaling, there's lots and lots of ways, but in our opinion, the best way to cope is practicing what God teaches us. Here's the scripture that I often go to when I need to be reminded to take five. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. So the next slide has some words that are um, lit up in green. So kids, write. I, you might not get them all done. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Jacob. That's my grandson. So Jacob, pick one of those words and then write put into practice. Okay. <laughs> pick one of those words, kids. Pick one of those words and write put into practice. So this is a scripture that I need to have like right here not like right back here but like right here and sometimes when I'm feeling some pressure and I obviously didn't do it this week but it was like whatever is true whatever is right whatever is noble whatever is trustworthy whatever is excellent think about these things and then I say it over and over again over and over again and it really does help because my mind is going this way to God and not like this way in the world and so pick something pick a scripture pick some words and go vertical and it really, really does help. And you don't have to wait until you're out of control. I don't have to wait until I'm out of control to take five with God. Did you finish writing that, Jake? <laughs> I'll see. I'll look at it when I'm done here. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Hey, since you put him on the spot, he he did all the, one of those before we even said it because he gave his mom an M and M two two take fives ago. So he's on the ball here. All right. Here you go, Jim. Prayer. Pray before you even get your feet on the floor in the morning. Spend time, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you can, in Bible and devotion before your day starts. That can actually explain why I had a bad week. I felt so busy. I didn't have time. And so I was not grounded in the way that I needed to be this week. And believe me, it will happen tomorrow and the next day. <laughs> okay, kids, so draw a cross on your whiteboard. Draw a cross. Doesn't have to be real complicated. Keep it simple. Okay. So, everybody, of course, the daily question, what about you? What about you? Take five? There you go, Eminem. <laughs> That's about all the time it takes, if you think about it, to invite Jesus to become part of your life. Yeah, it's about all it takes. To ask Jesus to save you <laughs> from yourself, basically. To meet you where you are. To forgive you your sin. To give you a new life. So that you could be the person that you've been created to be. I'd like to... Uh, Explore that a little further. Where is the prayer corner? Right here? over there. There we go. Lynn's right over there. Raise your hand. There we yep. go. 
Oh, like there's of order. Okay, prayer yeah. corner. She'd love to pray with you. Please join her. Take five. Very popular candy bar. If you haven't had one before, you'll find out in a few minutes. <laughs> but there's a whole lot more to it than just that. It's a, it's a great opportunity to, to give your life to Jesus. To seek God's help, taming your tongue. To check some challenges before they get out of hand. To get ever closer to being the person God intended when God first thought of you so long, long ago. The question is, are you willing to take five? <laughs> we hope so. Before we pray, or before you leave, adults, take a picture of your kid's whiteboard, please. Send it to connect at connectionscc.org. We'd love to have some more on the board next Sunday morning. Amen? Amen. That's the good news. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Let's pray. Our most holy God, we, uh, we celebrate. We thank you. And we look to you for what it takes in order to take that time out we've been talking about today, to, to take those five seconds, those five minutes, to take those five whatever it takes in order to harness the tongue, in order to do, be more patient. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.